You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Kate, over the last few weeks, it feels like the field has pretty much been narrowed. It feels like it's the Ravens and the Niners careening mm-hmm. towards this Super Bowl uh, matchup. But here's the thing about sports. The regular season is a great indicator of like who the best teams are, but that's not always how it shakes out. Sometimes we will see a team just get hot down the stretch and you know, go on this run where nobody saw it coming. That's why we love sports, where, you know, it's not always one on paper. But when you look at the NFL right now, doesn't it feel like the Ravens and the Niners? Uh, That's so funny that you say that, Chelsea, because uh, I beat my husband in our family fantasy football in the semifinals. So I beat him to go to the finals. And he was complaining. He's like, this is this is so stupid. I've been the best team. I've had the best team all season. I'm like, do you watch sports? Do you know sports? Like, oftentimes the, the, the team that has the best regular season and is the best team all year likely doesn't win the championship buddy so that's what's happening to you get with it um but in the sense (laughs) of these last couple weeks what has transpired in the nfl it does certainly feel like the niners and the ravens have separated themselves from the pack i mean we've seen some some stumbles some miscues from the cowboys and if the cowboys are on the road in the postseason like that makes me nervous where the ravens they just went to san fran two weeks ago and and beat up on the niners pretty handedly so uh, There are concerns with the Ravens in terms of like Lamar Jackson's performance in the postseason. That hasn't been great over the past uh, couple of years or I guess his whole career. Um, But for the most part, if you ask me who's playing in the Super Bowl, I would tell you that the Niners and the Ravens are meeting uh, on that final game. So that's yeah, yeah, it does feel like it's kind of set. Obviously, things can change, but that would that would be who I would think was would be playing in the Super Bowl. For sure. It does feel like that. But when we look at the Super Bowl odds, I think from a value perspective, you are looking for teams that kind of have that recipe of those teams that get hot down the stretch and could maybe go on a run. Because obviously you're not getting a ton of value on teams like the Niners and the Ravens. The Niners are your favorites over at BetMGM. They are plus 210 to win the Super Bowl. Ravens plus 350. Bills and Cowboys both 8-1. to one. The Chiefs 9-1. to one. All right, let's take a quick timeout. What do we think of the Kansas City Chiefs? Honestly, when I see them at 9-1, to one, I almost laughed out loud. This team looks broken. Is there any way that the Chiefs can right the ship and actually make a run in the postseason? Because I keep saying to myself, okay, well, maybe if the price gets long enough and, you know, maybe you're starting to get some value because they still have Patrick Mahomes. But this late in the season, 
at some point, don't we believe the team that we have been seeing the entire year? And that team's not been a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, at this price, like it's, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and w- what they can do in the postseason is pretty and has been pretty impressive. I mean, they do get mm-hmm. their first game playoff game at home, and then Mahomes is going to have to go on the road. So, I mean, I think it, it, it's priced based on past what we've seen from Mahomes in the playoffs in the past, and if there's any quarterback that. I want to back and and say, okay, this this guy could get hot at any time and and really propel his team. Like I would trust Pac- Patrick Mahomes in that spot. Now, do I want to bet on him based on what I've seen this season? No, not at all. I don't think it's the Chiefs' year. Um, but they're a team that like it's like Tom Brady. Like, do you want to bet against Tom Brady in the postseason? No, I kind of put Patrick Mahomes in that same category as well. Um, not to say that's not to say I'm going to go do it, but I think. He's a quarterback that you could trust a little bit more. Now, obviously, like his receiving core has been the issue this year. Mm-hmm. Um, penalties, offensive line, you know, things like that. So uh, I'm not betting on the Chiefs, but I could see uh, a case to be made for them. I think talking about teams getting hot at the right time, like do you take a look at the Browns at 35 to 1 with what they're doing right now? I mean, if Joe Flacco is able to lead this offense the way he has been at uh, the defense with Miles Garrett, like the Browns could walk away with the um, comeback player of the year, potentially defensive player of the year and potentially the coach of the year and Kevin Stavansky. So they have all the things working for him right now at that price. I think he could maybe take a flyer and sprinkle a little at 35 to one. Yeah, there are three teams that I think kind of fit the bill of teams that are getting hot at the right time. The Browns are one that you just mentioned, 35 to 1. And plus, when you look at the top team in the AFC, that would be the Ravens. And what a matchup that would be. You know, the Browns and the Ravens, Joe Flacco going against his old team. And also, it's a divisional matchup, which those matchups usually play closer than uh, maybe the talent on the field indicates. So, Browns fit the bill. The Bills fit the bill, but they are mm-hmm. also eight to one. Their odds have been dramatically shortening over the last few weeks. And here's a good example. The Bills are now minus 160 to win the AFC East. Just, I think, two weeks ago on the show, we were talking about a value play. The Bills winning the AFC East at two to one odds. So clearly a team that's caught fire down the stretch. Their final game of the season is against the Dolphins, for the AFC East title. And the other one, we talked about the Rams on this show before and how they kind of have the recipe of a team that could possibly play spoiler in the NFC right now, 30 to one to merely win the NFC. And obviously they'd have to go toe to toe with the Niners to do so, but still a team that's 66 to one to win the Super Bowl, 30 to one to win the NFC. They have a quarterback who's been there, done there before, uh, done that before, and Matt Stafford. They have um, several good receivers. Puka Nakua, of course, leading the charge. Kyron Williams seems to be on an absolute tear in the backfield. Their defense can be a little shaky, but Sean McVay has proven he's one of the best coaches in the NFL by doing this with this year's Rams team. Would you take a shot on any three of those teams? I know you talked about the Browns, but also at these prices – you could really play all three. 
Yeah, no, I, you make a great case for all three of them, especially the Rams. I mean, the way Matthew Stafford has been playing this season. Think about, uh, like, back prior to the start of the season. This was a team that was, I want to say their win total was like five and a half, maybe even four and a half. Like, they were not expected to be a good football team at all this season. There was talks about maybe, you know, they um, move on from Matthew Stafford after the end of the season. They draft uh, Caleb Williams out of their backyard, something like that. But for the most part, I mean, this Rams team is completely different from what we anticipated them being coming into the year. And you have a quarterback and a head coach that have both won a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. They know what it takes to get there and, and, and how to play when the stakes are that high. So uh, I think the Rams, I mean, it, it is hard to like, I, I kind of hate futures because it's like you're putting your money on stuff that obviously that's the point of futures is stuff that's mm -hmm. not as likely to happen because you're getting a better payout. But it, maybe you sprinkle like a half a unit across a couple of these teams that are getting hot and have big numbers and see what happens, you know, other than rather than putting everything on the Niners or the Ravens at the price that they're at. Maybe you get a better return by a flyer on one of those teams. And I don't think the Rams or the Browns uh, are two teams that can't make it that far based on what we're seeing right now. I think you bring up a good point, and that is strategy in futures betting is not simply who you think is going to win it. Obviously, that is the first goal of betting on futures markets. But also, you've got to remember, you are trying to set yourself up for hedging opportunities. And this mm -hmm. Bills futures uh, in the AFC East is a good example of one. And why you always try to take futures at plus money. Because there is a good chance, you know, if you pick the right side, that these odds will shorten and you will have a chance to hedge your bet. Because right now, as somebody who is sitting with a Bills 2-1 to one futures ticket to win the AFC East, now you have the Dolphins at, what are they, plus 160 or something? So if you look at that bet, they're plus 135. I could play both sides of that coin and mm -hmm. come away with guaranteed money, you know, because both sides are plus money. So that is a one game, you know, result that I am waiting on. So I think that's the, the main goal for me. It's not just picking the winners, but also setting yourself up for hedging down the road. Because that's why I brought up the Rams winning the NFC. Uh, if you place a bet on them 30 to 1 to, to win the NFC, they simply have to make it to the NFC championship game. And you've got a great hedging opportunity, you know, because if you have one side 30 to 1 to win it, you can put some money on the other side and you're at least going to win something. Granted, there is some math that has to be done, you know, to, you know, justify how much you're putting on each side. But still, I think that's what people don't really talk about in the futures market sometimes that it's not just picking a winner, it's setting yourself up for other opportunities down the road. And that's something that I uh, will come out and say, I'm not good at like hedging my bets, which I know is something if you wanna win long-term, you have to be good at, but it, that's a great point in the, it, with the futures. Like, I wish I had taken the Bills a couple weeks ago when everyone said, okay, the Bills are going to go on a tear. They could win uh, their division. They could possibly win the AFC. Bet them now, bet them now. And I didn't touch them. I didn't, I, one, I didn't really believe in this Bills team to turn it around completely. I thought maybe they'd have a couple good weeks in them. Um, they've proved me wrong. And now I wish I had a ticket on the Bills because hedging them with the Dolphins right now would be a, a great play for me this weekend to make a little money. So that's certainly something that um, 
I'm going to try and get better at it in this new year. Maybe that's my New Year's betting resolution is to take more futures so I can hedge and make some money that way. I will say, I don't always, you know, get it right here because there's one play that's on the board right now that I think I laid minus money for DeMar Hamlin to win AP Comeback Player mm-hmm. of the Year. Look at Joe Flacco coming on I strong know. down the stretch. Now even money to win this award. There's been a rumor floating that both of these guys could win, saying, well, this is the year that we're going to give it to both of them. Who do you think wins this? I got- I think Joe Flacco deserves to win this. I mean, I what DeMar Hamlin overcame is huge and unbelievable and fantastic. He deserves an award for that. But this is a football award, and he hasn't been on the football field much this season. Joe Flacco has turned the season around for the Browns. He has him in the postseason. I think Flacco deserves to win it. I think it's a strong case for either. They should make a separate award just for DeMar Hamlin, and that would be settled. Because, you know, Joe Flacco deserves something for this epic comeback that he's had. Maybe a Super Bowl ring. Who knows? A 33 to 1. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.